Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Are you chronically disappointed because things just aren't going the way you expect them to go? Are you frustrated with your relationship or job or life in general? And does this personal development stuff really work? Today, my friend and coaching client Liam Casey talks about how he's turning his relationships and professional life around. Listen as we discuss what has really made a difference for him so far. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with Liam Casey. Uh, Liam has been a client of mine for a while now, and the reason why I wanted to bring him on the show is because I want to explore what really works. It's great to have experts. It's great to have these authors and pseudo-celebrities come onto the show, but what about the rest of us? What about the guys that are in the trenches actually figuring this stuff out? So, I brought Liam Casey on today. As I said, he's been a coaching a client of mine for a while when we met, Liam, you were going through many of the things that most of the guys I talk to are encountering in some way. You were making a big professional, uh, you were making a big transition professionally. You were on the fence in your relationship. You were wondering, should you stay or should you go? Is she the one or not? Uh, and you'd also found yourself disconnected from your social circle. You'd gotten pretty isolated, you know, just being in a relationship and then working. Uh, so it was time for you to redefine what community meant to you. So a lot has happened since that time. A lot's happened since we started working together. Recently, you gave a very, very powerful TED Talk uh, reflecting on how the things you were taught as a kid have had a huge impact on your life and your relationships. We can go more into that as well. And uh, But just, yeah, I appreciate you coming here to talk today, Liam. Yeah, sure. Thanks for Thanks for having me. It's nice to be on this side of some of those things. Yeah, cool. Um, so again, I'm not expecting you to be the expert. I'm not expecting you to be the authority of what other people should do. This is just about exploring what you've been learning and what you've been doing and how that's changed your life. So let's dive in. Describe to me what your life was like. If you can remember when we first started working together, what, what was going on for you at that time? Sure. Yeah. Um, I was... I was I was very much in work mode. Um, that was really that dominated my life, and 
I was really working my tail off and in difficult situations at work and, and not really feeling just not really feeling that excited about life. You know, I was a bit confused about where I was and where I, I didn't really know either where I wanted to be. And I, I, that was probably the, the feeling in, in a lot of areas of my life. I just was a little bit lost and um, just lacking lacking that passion that I that I really wanted. And I was, I was really frustrated by that. And I didn't, I didn't really know what to do about it. I was kind of waiting for, I don't know, waiting for that, that answer to come from the heavens somewhere and drop into my lap and be like, this is what you need to do, you know? So, How did that work out? How did the waiting work out? Was it working for you? Yeah, it didn't work at all. It was just, <laughs> like, I don't know who told me that story, but it sucked. And uh, yeah, you know, I grew up Catholic and uh, yeah, the big guy on the cloud never sent me any special messages, so I got ripped. <laughs> you, we could go into that. We could go into how you were a yeah. victim of that story too. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what was going on? You were in a relationship at the time. So what was happening there for you? I was in a certain mindset at that time, I guess. And probably like, like I just indicated, I was, I was waiting for someone else or something else to um, tell me what to do. Not just tell me what to do or what to feel. Like I was, I was confused about where I was at in the relationship. And I, I guess I just wanted to blame her or to, yeah, to wait for someone else to tell me what to do. Like, I, 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 she was a wonderful woman and I was just really frustrated because I didn't feel as loved or as loving as I wanted to. And I wanted to make it about what she was doing or what she wasn't doing. And... I, it was, you know, I was kind of absent from all of these conversations and it, it sucked. It sucked. It was really frustrating. So you weren't that happy in the relationship, but you were, you were kind of making it about if she just did this or if she was that way, then things would be better. But it doesn't sound like you were actually, were you guys talking about that? A little, a little, but um, to be honest, well, to be honest, I wasn't willing to be honest. Um I wasn't I wasn't willing to to really go into those difficult conversations like we would sometimes but it would always have this tone of um like this is what I want now you provide it it was never it never had this yeah it was like that it was like you know I really want to have I don't know I really want to have greater connection with you or or whatever it might be that we were talking about but it was always like I was asking her to do it and I, it was never like hey let's create this cool thing together it was yeah I was waiting for her to do all the work and it's pretty unfair and, and so I mean was that did that create friction with you guys or what was the kind of the, the flavor there of you being dissatisfied what was what were you getting from her well I mean, I was frustrated and I was stuck, but for her, she was probably, she probably felt really, I'm not sure what the, well, she was really, like, afterwards, she was really pissed off, and at the time, she probably just felt like she was constantly being tested, or like she was constantly being measured, or, you know, in this way or that way, maybe she didn't feel like she was enough, or, I, or she felt like I was holding up some crazy standard to her and you know we never actually just met you know so it was it sucked for both of us okay so there was an issue but neither of you were really diving into it you guys weren't having the uncomfortable conversation you talk about something but not really go into it yeah 
Okay. And you said you said that there was this thing like you were waiting for somebody to tell you what to do. Were you conscious of that at the time or what were you telling yourself at the time? I I don't know. I guess, you know, it, it was multiple areas of my life at once, right? I think I think at, at times I was waiting for you to tell me the answer and you never friggin' did. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I paid this guy, I'm going to speak to him, he's real smart, maybe he'll do it. And I think I probably had that that vibe with uh a couple of people in a couple of areas of my life and whether it be my partner or um you know my boss or you know somebody who might be giving me advice or a friend or just somebody i was just i was really just looking to the people around me to yeah give me the answer or do the work for me in a way i was kind of lazy okay and I, you know, because I can imagine there's a guy out there that's listening to this, and he's he's able to see himself. You know, he's able to he's listening to this and saying that's me too. I'm I'm aware that you're describing it from where you're sitting now, and you're able to see that that was what was going on. So I just want to be really clear. At that sure. time, you know, there yeah. was just this like what I took away was you were just really disappointed in everybody around you. <laughs> like that was what I was yeah. kind of getting was just like man, this guy's not doing what he should do. My coach isn't telling me what I should do. Like, I'm not getting it from my boss. I'm not, my girlfriend's not, that's what, there was this kind of chronic disappointment. Does that fit? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, when are you guys, whoever it might be, when are you guys going to do what I wanted you to do? Mm. It was kind of that feeling. Like that was, if that, if that was the simplest way I could probably express what I was thinking at the time is like, why won't you just do this or that? Like, why won't you just do the thing that I want you to do? Or, why can't we just have this experience that I want to have? And that was, you know, and it sucked. It was really frustrating because nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why not? Why wasn't anybody? What did you learn about that? I never really was having really honest conversations with people that they would be inspired to join. It was, I always had this tone of like, if, if I did share something, let's say at work, if I did share, hey, I've got an idea about let's do, um, let's do this kind of work in this in this way. It wouldn't be an open like invitation into that. It would be like it would, there would be this this tone of judgment about it. Like, oh man, like I can't believe you guys are doing this. Like, why would you do that? You know, it would be much better if we did this other thing. But you guys never do. You never want to do that, do you? Like, it would always have this kind of passive aggressive or like undercurrent of judgment about it. So your frustration would lead you to kind of be more critical. You, oh, you were leading totally. with that disappointment and judgment. And that doesn't, as you said, it's not really an invitation into, hey, what else is possible here? For sure. I was an incredibly good critic. I was a very, very good <laughs> at tearing apart what's wrong. I think it'd be yeah. cool if you just criticized your, your ability to critic, be a critic. But um, Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And so I think one of the things that gets overlooked is your uh, your community. I mean, I remember you being pretty isolated at that time. Is that is that true? Mm. Yeah. You know, I had I had friends around uh, and I had friends that I'd known for a long time. But I guess it wasn't I wasn't having the kinds of conversations or the kinds of connections that that I really wanted. And I was probably yeah, I was I was pulling away from people out of that frustration and it was this kind of this covert judgment of like, oh man, like this is not what I want to be doing with you guys or and I, instead of having that conversation, I'd pull away and it was pretty lonely, you know, like I I was really looking for 
that meaning or that passion or that sense of like I'm really awesome at something and I'm really enjoying my life and I was I was putting it all on work or on my partner and yeah and I didn't really create any time for my relationships and yeah it was a pretty it was a pretty lonely place okay all right so if you look back now what's what do you what what did you do differently what did you begin to do differently uh, to start to make a shift because um, I, it took a while. It took a while for you to start to <laughs> <laughs> to be willing to to change the way you saw things and to change the way you were responding to things. So how would you describe... Well, let's just talk about the internal shifts. What's the mindset shift? Describe that to me first. It did take a while. <laughs> it really did take a while. Um, you know, I remember having a lot of the same conversations with you and with other people in my life and uh, saying the same thing over and over but not actually uh, being willing to change anything. And it, I don't know, maybe I was, I was pretty stubborn and I, I was pretty resistant to change. So I really <laughs> battled against... Sorry, like, yes, you really, were. Yes, you were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh I really battled against meaningful change. Um, I, I wanted to just like say the words, or you know, I'm pretty smart, so I can I can I can talk the talk all day. But yeah, I was really resisting going after it because I was I was scared, but also I was I just thought it should be easier than that. I thought like you know I'm smart and I'm a good guy and I shouldn't have to like work this hard for the simple things in life to be better. Um, so there was a lot of that for a long time. And, you know, it, it just kind of, I heard, I heard somebody on, uh, who's, who you've interviewed before talk about it like a dam building up, like just this reservoir of water of this frustration and uh, anxiety and disappointment and anger just kind of slowly building up like gradually like why is this so hard why isn't this the way that i want like what's this all about and i just got to a point where i couldn't take it anymore really um i i kind of hit my capacity i hit my limit and i just i was just really really miserable and you know i i tried to it was it was the last gasp of my victim mentality really i was going all right, well, if it's, if it's my relationship, we're just going to hit the pause button. And we did. And I thought that was it for the relationship. And I thought, okay, well, that's that variable gone. I'm going to quit my jobs. And I was working two jobs at the time. And I, I took time off from both of them. And I, I thought I was never going back. And I took like a month off. And I'm like, okay, so uh, no, no girlfriend, no jobs right now. And I actually took off to... To New Zealand, I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm not even in my own country. I'm not in Australia anymore. And I was traveling around snowboarding with a buddy, and I was with them for a week, and then I left them. And I'm completely on my own, up in the mountains of New Zealand. Mm. I'm like, there's nobody else left, right? Like, there's nothing else that's familiar in my life. Now these mountains are going to tell me what I should do. I, I didn't have anything, and I was like, I'm going to sit here in these mountains, and the mountains are going to tell me. You were still looking for either. that. You were still looking for this external thing to tell you. I was, I mm. was, and you know, the mountains didn't tell me shit either. Those bastards. But, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I finally got back, uh, back to my life, and I just I went back to work for a week, and 
and all of the other things in my life. And I'm just like, this is just not working. And it was at that point when I just was like, you know what? There's nothing else left here but me. I'm willing to try anything. And it was at that point that I reached out for help. And, you know, um, yeah. Is that like when that you did the men's the men's retreat? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You know, and and that was a really powerful experience for me. But I think if I if I, I hadn't gotten to that point where I was really open to changing something, uh, it, like it wouldn't have made a difference. I could have I could have done the most sophisticated stuff in the world, but what really made a difference was I was like all my all my defenses and all my stubbornness and it was just worn down, and I was just like, you know what, I'm desperate now. Yeah, I'll try anything. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I, I think that so many of us are are looking at the checklist of things. Well, I read the books, I listen to the podcast, I even have a coach or whatever. But it's not until we get to that point where we go from being defensive to curious, and that's what you that's what happened in that moment of just I've got I've got to be willing to try something here, and, and you were willing to stick your neck out and do something really brave, which was you know a lot of people are scared to do something like a like one of these men's retreats. Uh, uh, it can be really confronting, and and um, and so yeah. I, that shift in that mindset, that I, you know, I've learned a lot. I, I call it when I'm when I'm working with people. There's like this fuck it moment. There's pre fuck it and post fuck it, and yeah, you, you're really not coachable until you hit post fuck it. Until you hit that fuck it moment, it's like okay, what now? Like I'm willing to try some things, and like okay, wow, now everything is is available to you. Um, and so you got to that moment. It was painful, but you got to that moment. Describe what happened after that. I guess I was I was just really willing to see all of the the stupid things that I was thinking and and doing and really really just kind of pull my finger out and take a good hard look at myself and what happened during that weekend and during the the weeks and months afterwards was just basically like a gigantic mirror at what was really going on and it was really hard it it was really hard and just looking at the you know we've all got baggage of different kinds that we've picked up along the way and i've certainly had mine um i've been avoiding my stuff for quite a while and avoiding well living in my excuses really for for whatever part of my life and yeah, it was really hard just kind of facing up to, wow, okay, then I, I've been spending most of my life trying to blame anyone else except for myself for all of the frustrations or difficulties of my life. And, um, and then really, it's all my fault. Really, it's all, it's all up to me. It's kind of, I, I made all of these decisions and I chose to interact with these people in these ways and these situations and it's all on me and that was a really was a really humbling um process and experience but also a very a very liberating experience you know i'm glad you brought that up because i actually what i remember about that time is up until that point you were your energy was declining and declining and you were just like on this slow spiral down and then after that you were extremely invigorated and so I hear you describe it as hard, like the truth or the the information might have been hard, but I remember you, I'm glad you said liberated because it was like, it was that whole thing had been lifted off and now 
you realized at least what I took away, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like it was all within your your own power to 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 shift it and move it wherever you wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. If 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 I'd if I'd made those decisions to create the life that I was in and I was frustrated about that life, then I could make decisions that would create a life that I really loved and enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember like you know, it was you were just on fire after that point. And, and I told you, I was like, nothing's really different in your life. Like oh, there's all these similar things, all the external stuff was different, but you had shifted your orientation to it. And now you were having this much different experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where do we go from here? You've been on this path that, when was that? Was that a year ago? Yeah, it was, um, I guess kind of the low moment was probably about August last year. 2014 or 2013? Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, 2013. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. Mm. Okay. And so let's talk about what's different for you and your relationships since then, because you, you've, gotten, you've gotten back into dating since then. So what's, what's different for you now? How do you, how do you approach being in relationships now? Sure. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that that relationship had to end, um, and it did, and that was painful. And but, yeah, getting I guess getting back into the world again after that process of um, really seeing what it was that I was doing, you know, it's just I just feel that everything just feels so much. I don't I don't want to say easier, but simpler. Like there's still difficult things that come up but I guess I've got a, a much greater willingness to to start difficult conversations or even start just awkward conversations about things I'm not entirely comfortable with and and also just lay out hey this is this is who I am and this is what I'm about and this is what this is what I want and I'm really curious about you and who are you and what do you want and just see what see what's possible there uh and I and, you know I don't have that tone of waiting for somebody else to give me what I want or uh, you know I'm not I'm not as judgmental as I was and so I'm just much much more willing to share what it is I want and feel that and go after it and it's you know it's really exciting because funnily enough when you ask for what you want sometimes you get what you want (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh okay you know this is this is this is my responsibility and uh and I, I want this and I'm going to work for it and I'm going to share that. And I'm going to create that with people. And yeah, so suddenly I'm having, not just in my relationships, but just generally in my life, like so much more is possible. And it just feels so much simpler and more direct and there's less drama and there's less twists and turns. Well, let's talk about that because you, 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 your TED talk is really powerful. And you, you talk about some of the, some of the, the stuff in there, like how you were approaching women or relationships in particular so before what 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 it was you were talking about being responsible uh for others in a certain way tell tell me what was like what you were doing before i always kind of felt with women like my one of my strategies for relationships was to to feel like i was of service of some kind and i would i would try to take care of them because i felt responsible for for them, for other people, for mostly and particularly for her feelings, whoever whoever she might be. I felt responsible for the way that she would feel. So if I would anticipate 
the consequences of my actions or what, anything that I might say or do, I would play a little movie in my head, which would, you know, well, if I say this, then she's going to feel that, and then there's going to be a big fight, and it's not worth having a big fight about this little thing. Um, I don't really want to do that that much, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, you know, or maybe it'll work itself out if I just if I just play small or if I just if I'm nice, you know, maybe somebody will psychically figure out uh, what I want and then give it to me. I'll protect so you. I'll, I'll protect you from what I'm thinking and feeling, and then you're going to figure out what I want too. That kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Yeah, like I'll earn it by being. I'll earn what I want by being nice. Uh, and by taking care of your feelings, but I won't tell you what I want or what I'm feeling in case it hurts your feelings because then everything's going to blow up and I'm going to lose the relationship or the job or the something. There's going to be some kind of conflict, which, yeah, would uh, suck. So, so I'm going to sit over here and be chronically disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and, and, and really critical. I think I, I just want to freak that up again, like really critical, really, really good at going... <laughs> at saying all the things that are wrong in the situation, but not necessarily willing to share my critique. And when I did share my critique, people thought I was a dick. I probably thought I was a dick as well. I didn't get that you were really even taking responsibility for it. Like, here's what I want, like here, making the powerful request, because that's the most vulnerable yeah. thing, is that's when somebody can reject us. That's when we can get the no. So it's easier to just be the guy up, the angry guy up in the balcony sniping people instead of totally. being down there and saying... Hey, I'm not happy with how things are going. This is what I want. That's what can rock the boat. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So you gave up this idea that you were responsible for other people's feelings. And in particular, we're talking about relationships now. So you, it was not your responsibility to, to protect this woman or to make her happy, so to speak. And, yeah. and, and you, I remember us talking about it. You're like, oh my gosh. And I mean, can I really be this way? Can, and so I, I try to think back on one of the first things where you, we, we talked about how you were going to be tested. So yeah. do you, do you remember some of the things where you were tested and because it, it, it all started to move really quickly once you got the gist of this? Yeah. You know, I think when like I started dating again and I'd never been, I'd never been somebody who had really dated. I always just kind of ended up in a relationship with um, the interesting people that came across anyway. So I thought, you know what, I, I'm not really in a place where I'm, I'm anywhere near ready to have a relationship. I just want to meet some people and connect. And so I was, I, I was going on lots of first dates and you know, it, that was what I'd never done that before. And that was pretty edgy for me. It's not really something that happens very often in Australia. Well, in my experience anyway, and I grew up Catholic, so I had a lot of guilt about, um, seeing more than one person. And I'm just talking like we would go have a coffee and a nice conversation. Like, But I, in my mind, I was kind of going, well, wow, okay, is this okay? Am I cheating on somebody? I had a coffee with that person over there. Am I now having... <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, and it was all of this... Um, yeah, it, was, it, was, it sounds funny, but that was, yeah. was kind of where my head was at. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and then I was having conversations with, with uh, you know, a woman that I might have gone on a date with and she would want to be like, yep, let's, let's, this is it. Let's have a relationship and be serious. And I'm like, well, and that would be the point where I'd usually kind of, I'm an R or I'd want to, yeah, take care of her feelings and avoid hurting her or something. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, I like you and I'm enjoying getting to know you, but, um, and I'd like to keep doing that, but I'm not ready to have an exclusive relationship with you. 
And I would lay it down like that. I'm like, but I would really like to continue to get to know you here. And, um, and I, that was confusing for both of us because I'd never said anything like that before. Mm. And she had never, it felt like she had never heard anyone say that to her without, and she was confused because she's, she wasn't sure whether or not I was trying to take advantage of her. Hmm. But she could tell by, she could tell I was being really open with her and I wasn't, I was being really straight about it. So it was, yeah, it was really confusing for her. It's like, this guy feels, I feel like I trust this guy, but the words that he's saying are different to what I'm used to. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this was really powerful was that it required that you see her as a big girl, as, as somebody who can take care of herself. It wasn't your job to figure out what she needed or what she wanted. She was the one who got to say, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to date you while you're dating other people or whatever. That, that was her decision. It wasn't yours to make for her. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that was um, just that attitude was a, a huge difference um, between the way things that I'd done things in the past and the way that I was starting to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really wish that I'd figured that out earlier. It seems really simple. Um, but hey, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just remember those conversations where you're like, I can't believe, like, I was just actually honest with her and it, and it was okay. And, 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 and it actually deepened the level of trust. Yeah, and then I got what I wanted. Not not all the time. Like that that particular time didn't work out that way. But like it was just there was no drama. Like there was no blowing up at each other and you this and that and blah blah blah. It was oh, okay. Well, this is I understand what you want. I'm not. I don't think that that's what I want. But I get that you do. And yeah, yeah. It's powerful. It was. It's really powerful. This I, and this is where you're walking the talk. I mean, it's one thing for you to listen to a podcast or read a book, but here's where you are willing to go into the situation and say, "Hey, here's what I want. Here's what's up for me. What about you?" Instead of yeah. you being the one to figure it out for her, it was, "What about you?" Um, and uh, it, it, that's when that was really exciting. I remember that. That was just really exciting. Yeah, it was. It was really exciting for me. You know, I was. I was kind of having. I was having these great conversations and um, these great interactions, and some of these women were like, "Who are you? You know, like what, who, people don't talk like this." I'm like, "Well, that's that's how I want to talk." And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I like like I like this." And you know, I was I was like, "Wow, okay, this is this is awesome." Yeah, good for you. Excellent. Well. So, the, so your relationships, you're still in that process. You're still in that in that world and and growing and learning in that way. Um, you've also been taking better care of yourself, right? You've been playing soccer. You've been doing some things to just enliven yourself, do what invigorates you. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think I've ever been uh, fitter or or healthier in my life, or just just generally more out of my head and in my body. And you know, I've I've done some things that I've been you know, putting in the dream one day basket for a long time. And, you know, I just got, I just completed um, a pretty demanding fitness certification with uh, a really world-class coach who's, you know, five times world martial arts champion in different, five different disciplines. And that's, I've been thinking about that for 10 years. And I went from 
thinking about it to committing to it to doing the training and then passing the certification in under under 12 months you know so yeah it's it's uh it's i never thought that that would be something that i would do and there's lots of there's lots of other examples of that in my life at the moment which are just really cool what's it like to what's the impact on you when you when you say you go from well maybe one day to okay i'm gonna do this and then you do it what how does that change your relationship to yourself the first thing is I'm just like, well, fuck it, why not? There's there's just a bit of a bit of that more about it. It's like, well, I'm I'm curious about this, and this is this is something I want to play with, and fuck it, why not? Like, let's have a go and see what happens. Um, whereas in the past, I'd probably analyze it to death and procrastinate about it indefinitely, and and make it into a big deal rather than something that I just want to kind of explore and play with and see how it feels and and a lot of the times it's it's felt pretty good it hasn't had that pressure about it and it's uh over time it's built up into to bigger and better things and you know there's there's a part of it which is just you know what i'm worth it like this is this is my life and this is what i want and if i want it and i i work for it i'm worth it and i can create this and i can have this and you know that's a that's often a uh, for me anyway that's that's a challenging thing to feel or accept um to say that things that I want in my life I can actually have and go for um and that's you know I guess that feels like a muscle that grows yeah and there's there's more things that I'm willing to go for and bigger things over time beautiful I, I and you know it's a vulnerable thing. It's a vulnerable thing to put ourselves out there when we get into analysis paralysis. It's usually a way that you know it's a form of us to it's a it's a way for us to avoid getting hurt or getting disappointed or being right, right. uncomfortable. And so um, it seems like over the last year or so, you've whether you realize it or not, you've been just regularly going into these places where you're vulnerable and not like they may not be huge things at the time but they're just little steps and it seems like each week or every couple of weeks when we talk you've, you've done something else to just push yourself just a little bit not not a, not a big thing necessarily but that getting used to getting uncomfortable has had you way more willing to be curious and let's see let's let's experiment here whereas before it was like no way i'm not going yeah. in there yeah i mean I, I remember a conversation that we had a long time ago and we were talking about you know vulnerability and, and what's the cost of staying safe and we were talking about, you know, the cost being passion and, and love and, and learning and growth and excitement and adventure and all of these things. And I remember thinking at the time, that's all well and good, but I know what's going to happen if I try any of these things and bad things are going to happen. You know, I would, I was like you're saying, I was very good at analyzing the situation and then avoiding, avoiding doing anything in case that thing I'm anticipating might happen. So I guess, you know, a lot of it has just been a, a willingness to go, well, is that true? You know, is this story that I'm telling myself or is this this little movie that I'm playing, is that really true? Yeah. And and just finding, like, you know, I, I, I'm still struggling with all of this stuff, but I guess I've got a much greater willingness to go, well, I'm going to test it to this extent. And I'm going to take that next step and see and see how that goes and just trust that if I try it out, I'm actually going to be fine 
or maybe something bad will happen, but I'll be fine. And then just, yeah, gradually moving more and more into that. Yeah. And, and when I do, like, I still freak out. I yeah. Still freak out. Yeah. It's I'm still, still like, scary, right? This is, this is, <laughs> this is totally going to blow up. And, you know, <laughs> if I say this to her, she's going to freaking stab me with her butter knife and like cover me in uh her wine and shit like that and then i'm somehow my mom's going to find out and i'm going to be in like huge trouble and then god's going to judge me and i'll explode but (laughs) you know and but i'll still i'll be like okay all right take a breath that's you know lovely little story let's 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 take a step yeah you know and take a breath and and see what happens and uh i haven't exploded yet so that's you know Fingers crossed. I think we're on the right path. So it sounds like more it, it, more and more starting to take some of the things you've been learning in your relationships and in your personal life and now starting to shift your focus into the work that you do in the world. And to me, this is where like we can really transform. We can, because it's such a, uh, I think as we, we're so fortunate to be able to in our lifetime, be able to line up a lot of what we do in the world with what we believe. You know, that wasn't always the case for the generations before us. And and so mm. you're in a place where as a really creative person and, and helping people solve creative problems to bring that awareness into how you want to uh, move forward professionally. I, I'm curious what you see possible for yourself, because I know that this has kind of been where a lot of our attention is going as of late. But what do you see yeah. possible for yourself professionally going forward? I I don't I don't see too much that's not possible. If that that's probably the better way to say it for me is right now uh I'm just you know I've I've been having this conversation with a few people in my life including the people I work with and you know maybe some of them are used to like Liam the analytical drama guy, right? He's always a bit frustrated and critical and now I I think I just feel like I'm at in a blank canvas place where I've got a blank canvas sat in front of me and I can throw whatever paint I want at it and create, I'm just really clear that it's all on me and I can create whatever I want in my life. And, you know, I, that's a, that's a really exciting and, um, it's also a scary place, you know, it's like, I've, I've just fully accepting, I can create whatever I want. It's all on me. It's in my power. I can have these creative partnership conversations, not just with, you know, dates or whatever, but I'm I'm having them more and more with in professional situations and and cool things are emerging from that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. If if you could go back in time, I don't know how far back you'd want to go, but if you could go back and sit down with the version of yourself who was stuck and really struggling with this stuff. Is there anything you'd, you wish you could go back and, and like, all right, this is what I'd love to be able to say to myself back then. I think this would have really helped me then. Wow. You know, like I think the, the first thing to say would be that people aren't going to judge you as harshly as you're judging yourself right now. And if you just kind of loosen up a little bit on all of these things that you're afraid of, people are going to want to help you and you and it's that process of you know it's opening up about the difficult things it's that's that's where intimacy that's that's one of the the biggest things that I learned was you know vulnerability you step through that and you step into greater intimacy and connection and love and 
it's stepping into that place where I'm sharing the, the hard things and the, the things that I suck at and the things I really don't want to tell someone or, or, or have be true about me. And, and, and whenever I've done that, it's just been immense what's happened. You know, the people in my life have really been amazing and they've been really supportive. And, and through that process, I've kind of, that's, those, those were the first steps for me of just being willing to, willing to try, willing to take that first step into a vulnerability and, and, and just seeing what happens and seeing, and just having a, a trust in, in myself and in the universe to go, if I take this first step, it won't be as bad as I think, or it might even be better. Hmm. And let's find out. Yeah, I like that. Let's find out. Let's see. It's really wild to kind of reflect on just that last question of really just that. It was really just that first step of being willing to try a little, you know, just a step a little bit more into vulnerability and you know, I'm, I'm definitely still struggling with lots of things and I, I guess I'm just getting more comfortable with those moments of, you know, I, I kind of recognize that feeling a little bit more of, wow, I'm a bit scared of what I'm about to say mm-hmm. and then being like, okay, but I've been here before and it worked out and it, really cool things happen more often than not. So keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm excited for, I don't, I have no idea really what happens next, but, um, you know, I'm excited to find out. And I'm, I, I was so, a lot of my life was spent in analysis mode, trying to create the grand plan, you know, like the mm-hmm. big, the big structure that, um, would have me feel safe. It's like, well, this will happen and then this will happen and then I'll get the white picket fence or whatever. And. And that was my grand plan for feeling safe and for getting the things I wanted in life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's so much, it's, it's not about that for me anymore at all. Like I still, still want family and I still want all these things, but I'm like, you know what, I'm, it's going to emerge and that's what life is like. And it's, you know, I, I, I can't spend my life trying to anticipate other people and the forces of nature and, and wouldn't that be boring if I could? Mm. Um, I'm, you know, not, not trying to spend my life basically outsmarting everything and everyone. That's because that's that's really a lot of it was about me living up in my head. And you know, I, I was always good at school, and I I got good grades and stuff. And uh, I, I guess I learned at some point like it was scarier to to be vulnerable and to chase what was in my heart and what I was feeling. And to share that, and so I was using my head to navigate through everything. And I, you know, I thought I was really smart, and you know, I am smart, but that didn't, that didn't help. It didn't help with the big moments in my life. Um, and actually, it really got in the way. You know, especially in my relationships and anything related to passion or adventure. It was like, if I was trying to analyze the situation, like I would, I just got stuck. Mm-hmm. And it was really frustrating for me because I'm like, dude, you know, I could smash maths or science or, you know, technology or whatever with this big muscle thing in my head. Like, why isn't it working here? Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to figure this out. And that's mm-hmm. really, that's really what it was. Like, that, that was the last, that was my last defense before I actually asked for help was going, 
I can't figure this out. I've tried everything I can possibly think of and none of it's worked. So right. Right. I'm, now I'm willing to try something else. Beautiful. Well, Liam, thanks for coming on and, and talking about your experience. Your, um, it's, it's been really exciting to be a part of this process with you and to witness the things that you've been willing to shift and change and grow. Um, and then again, I, I, I don't doubt that, that this is going to be really helpful for so many people out there too. So thanks for talking today. Yeah. Thanks Trip. Yeah. I really appreciate it. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit the new man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.